0: Welcome back to the show ladies and gents So this is our final bonus episode of Black History And this episode Of course we're going to give you some tidbits Some nice information on some superstars that we think Should be highlighted this week And we're also going to talk about Making sure WWE is more diverse One thing I will say is Down for the Count is made up of three people. We have Nicole, myself, and Alexis. Alexis happens to be Caucasian, and Nicole and I are African American. We all enjoy wrestling, and we all enjoy the superstars. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Whatever you are, we love you as long as you perform and have great personality and you put on a show we love and appreciate it. What I personally won't tolerate is any disrespect toward either of my co-hosts for respecting the contributions of African Americans to this sport. I'd be, I'd be appreciated if when you listen to this podcast, you try to listen to it with an open mind. It's disrespectful to tell a person of any color that they don't have the right to speak about the culture, especially when they're doing it in such an uplifting and positive way. If you can't take my co-host speaking about African-American culture, Hispanic culture, Asian Pacific Islander culture, then this isn't the podcast for you. And I would suggest you move on to something that's a little bit more your speed. So, out of respect for my co-hosts, I'm going to say thank you to everyone who has respect for my co-hosts and what they've contributed to this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy the final bonus episode of the Black History Down for the Count. I'll see you guys in there.
1: All right. So, Black History Month. Um, I actually got a DM from somebody again, anonymous Instagram pages, if y'all are going to talk and be tough, don't use burner or IG pages, because it just makes you look like a little bitch. What did they say? Um, they didn't like the fact that we were talking about, or they said that I had no right talking about Black History Month, because I'm whiter than sour cream. Oh! I just are we going this, there? And I just want to say this, and then we can talk about that because i want to stay on track um if you hate me now you're gonna really hate us hate me when it's um spanish heritage month when it's mm-hmm. asian spanish month anytime that it's a heritage month and what is asian
2: Canada, heritage month
1: i, I have know. no idea Google but they're really, they're really gonna hate me because we're gonna celebrate not only black history we're gonna celebrate every ethnic history that has to do with Yeah, let me COVID. find out it's what May. Asian so, History so, Month is because so, I really want to do Asian,
2: something for that.
0: Asian Pacific American Heritage Month is in May.
2: Okay, I really want to do, I think that's another that I got some shit to say about, especially how they treat Asian
0: wrestlers, but I'll go
2: off about that when it's there, when it's my people's month, my I'll other people's
1: back, month. Y'all. I'll be back. So, you know, we uh, we're gonna I'm going to keep talking, and if y'all don't like it, you can go fuck yourselves, because I don't care. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start our last segment into uh, Black History Month. And I am I chose um, someone who we just recently lost, actually, Rocky Johnson, um, a.k.a. The Rock's dad. Um, I did not know he was born in Nova Scotia, Canada. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's Canadian. I didn't know that. So does that make Dwayne Canadian? No,
2: like half because he was born here.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, he just he he was a beast like back in the day. He was one of the most um at the time one of the most booked black athletes um in Canada and the United States. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy seeing all this. Um, He wrestled, he was a top contender in NWA. He held a lot of NWA titles. um, And he wrestled against uh, Terry Funk and Harley Race. So I really want to find those matches. Hopefully somebody recorded them because that just sounds like a dream match. Um, At one point he worked for uh, Memphis Wrestling and he actually won Jerry Lawler's crown for a while. It was like a stipulation match. And Rocky Johnson won and took Baller's crown and that pissed a lot of people off and he reveled in it, to be honest with you. So I hope to be as petty as Rocky Johnson one day. Um, it, he had a really rough childhood. He, he was actually kicked out of his home on Christmas Day. And um, when he was a teenager, and he was homeless for a really long time. And there's a quote from him saying, I grew up fatherless and black during one of the most heavenly oppressed times for black people. Like, he was born in the 1940s. Um, he So he went into wrestling when he was a teenager just to survive um, on the street. He tried to be a boxer, didn't work out. But uh, he, hang on just a sec. Oh gosh. So Jesus, he's trying so he to be a boxer. Um, he started wrestling to survive. And and hang on, I wrote this all down. And this, he started wrestling in the 1960s. He wrestled for 18 years solid. Um, of course, he's known for two things. Number one, he was the first African American. Uh, tag champions with Tony Atlas in 1982 in the WWE. They made up the team Soul Patrol, and of course, uh, he's the daddy of the Rock. So, um, unfortunately, you know, Rocky Johnson recently just passed away, and um, we re- and we really hope that you know his memory holds on to it. And uh, he faced like every black athlete back then. He faced a lot of racism. But he used that to motivate him and to keep him going and to not give up. Because he knew if he gave up, the people who wanted him to give up won. So he just kept on going. But uh, not all... uh, Wasn't all sunshine and roses with him, though. Um, No. Well, found this out. So Rocky Johnson was married... When he started messing around with The Rock's mom and got her pregnant, he was still married Ooh. to the other one. Uh-oh. So he was messing around with High <laughs> Chief Mayavia's daughter, got her knocked up while he was married, and kind of made an oopsie. But, I mean, he gave us The Rock. So, um, of course, he divorced his first wife and married, you know, uh, Maya and and uh, became part of one of the greatest wrestling families to ever exist. And now his granddaughter is carrying on that tradition. She just got signed to WWE's Performance Center and wish her nothing but good luck for Yep, that's uh, Rocky Johnson in a nutshell. (laughs) Well, Nicole...
2: Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up. Where the hell are my notes? Jesus fucking Christ.
1: No, I had a dick from mine. <laughs> the cat decided to rearrange my notes the other night, and I was like, thanks, cat. I have no idea where half the shit I wrote down went to.
2: So, I'm going to talk a little bit about Shelton Benjamin. Hmm. So, um, Shelton Benjamin, obviously, uh, we know is W should end up. He's one of those people that he needs to get a lot more credit than what he actually has gotten. Um, Shelton, I'm mo- mainly highlighting Shelton Benjamin, um, because of what he's done a little bit more outside of the ring. And I just wanted to stare this story about he's basically the one who helped, I don't know if any of our viewers or anybody's familiar with, why, but um, and also um, Mia Yim has talked about it in a Vice documentary before she got signed to WWE, but she was in a very abusive relationship with someone who was also a wrestler. Never disclosed who the person was, um, but she was, um, was very, very bad. To the point where it's typical, she's being alienated, um, getting abused daily. Um, there was at one point, he. What did he do? This, like, I've never, like, this is just crazy. He, like, put a towel over her head and, like, tried to, like, choke her out. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and she was, and during <laughs> this time, um, Shel- she's been friends with Shelton Benjamin for a while. She's been best friends with him for quite some time and he knew something was wrong. But he was like, I just tried to and her boyfriend obviously didn't want her associated with him and he was like, I'll be there for whenever you need him. So he whenever when she realized it was time for her to okay, remove herself from the situation, he um helped her get out of the situation. Um, helped her, um, she stayed with them, helped her get back on her feet, and whatnot. And um, I just wanted to highlight that also for the fact, and also all the work that he's done a lot, elevating people that are not him behind the scenes. And obviously this is very, everyone has mixed feelings about Brock Lesnar, but if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have Brock Lesnar in the career that he has. And there was, and to the point when Brock Lesnar was training to get into the WWE, he was homeless and Shelton Benjamin took him, Shelton Benjamin, his family took him him while he was like in college, while he was training to go to the WWE so he can mm. have some place to stay. And obviously, and they've been friends for so long, this is a testament, so And in case also people didn't know, Shelton Benjamin's also the godfather of, um, Lesnar's oldest, Lesnar's oldest daughter.
1: No way.
2: Yes. So, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit. I didn't want to really go too much into his, um, in-ring stuff, because we'll talk about that whenever we do our top five stuff, but, um... I just wanted to highlight Shelton Benjamin for being an unsung hero to his other fellow wrestlers and just being and just not needing the accolades and the praise, but is just there to just do what he loves and to support the people that he cares about or the people I know and to. Help prop people up, and I think that's more of a testament of someone's character than having 10, 15, 20 championships.
1: True. True. Can we just like sick Shelton men and Keith Lee on Mia Yim's ex and make it like a charity show?
2: I lowkey want to know, that know that who it is. So I can slit his tires or some.
1: I <laughs> slit more than his tires. That's just me. Yeah. All right. I this, think that also, you, that
2: needs to be like a documentary or a book or something. Someone needs to talk about the abuse a woman face in um, professional wrestling. Because, and it was just very hard for her to listen to her because he like, what her. so obviously it looked like stuff that, you know, it would happen in the ring. So it wasn't like suspicious, and this isn't uncommon either.
1: Unfortunately, it's not. And then people will say, Oh, she's a wrestler. Couldn't she beat the guy off or get him off of her? I'm like, Not if this motherfucker comes from behind you with a towel and puts it over your head and tries to choke you with it. You can't react to that. Like, mm. you just, I just, just. Just, just give him. Just put that dude and Keith Lee and Shelton Benjamin in a room for like five minutes and just let the two of them go to town on that asshole. And I think I got a whole new lot of respect for Shelton Benjamin right now too. So that's really fucking cool.
0: Um.
2: And honestly, for Brock Lesnar trusts his child with you. Yeah. Like, you know, Brock hates everybody. <laughs> he does. He really fucking does. He really does. He really doesn't like anybody. Like this <laughs> or like he really doesn't he'll and he's probably the first word to so tell you he don't fucking like nobody. He likes stable <laughs> them chill childrens. children. children and Paul. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's it. He don't even like Vince. <laughs> he sure don't like Dana White either.
0: Well. Um I was sick. So, I did not get to do my research for this. I'll just say this, and then we can um, move off of Black history into the top five. In the future, I would like to see more diversity. And I don't, and because it's Black History Month, I'm gonna focus on Black people. There are, you can count on your hand. How many African-American women are in the WWE? When you look outside of the WWE into the indies and other forms of wrestling, there are a lot of African-American women wrestling. That's a problem for me. I understand that there are other um, ethnicities and nationalities or what have you out there, and I totally get that. I understand why you're having a nice mix of Japanese people, but it's even less for Hispanic women in the WWE. And, And even for the Japanese people that are there and people who are Chinese, there's one or two maybe of each of them. And what you notice is a lot of people are demanding better and they're demanding diversity. And then when you get it, you do everything to shit on it and tear it down. When Naomi was champion, she didn't get the same legwork that Becky got as champion or the same legwork that Charlotte got as champion. And we want to see you have credibility as a champion. We don't want to see you being put up against you know, maybe one or two people. Tell me how you make this rational when you have a talent like Naomi defending her title against talentless Lana. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. times in a row and then she gets nothing for a couple months has a title defense with Charlotte that gets cut short and then drops the title later on to Natalia that's the best they could do for her during that reign you move into Ember Ember had a limited title run she got that belt from Asuka after Asuka had to drop it and then shortly afterwards she was handing that belt to Shayna Baszler Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler had a, had a dual title run, a long title run the second time. Hold on a second, y'all. Okay. I just got a message. Let me send your message. I'll but, get it later.
2: also, even though, just I just to piggyback off you, and you can go back to just for one second, Shayna Baszler is of Asian descent, so at least they did something with that and she's <laughs> queer
0: I'm fine with Shayna being champion I didn't, I don't like the limited time they give the African American men and women as champion only, oh, time is is only time they give you longevity is when you're a tag team the New Day were, are now currently the longest reigning tag team in history Um, but any other belt, they don't give you any traction with that. Kofi Mm -hmm. got the belt. The moment Kofi had the belt, it wasn't even WWE because for once, I liked the booking that they gave Kofi. The fans were my problem. Why is he smiling all the time? Like, let him do him. Damn. Why is he yeah. throwing pancakes? He was throwing pancakes before he got the fucking title. I don't understand <laughs> what the issue is. He was <laughs> throwing fucking the... pancakes and they was throwing cereal. What are you talking about? Why are you mad? He ain't pancakes, y'all but nasty fuckers
2: were eating those pancakes.
0: Out yeah. of out of biggie's draws, dick cheese and all, y'all was taking the pancakes and, and slapping them bitches up. But you mad now because Kofi is throwing pancakes and he's champion. When it came time to wrestle, Kofi showed up and showed out. I can't say the same for all your champions. Because Brock Lesnar phoned in his matches just about half the time, depending on who he's going up against. But you mad, though. Kofi sucks, he, and he's one of the worst champions in history. Kofi didn't get the flowers he deserved. He deserved better than that. He damn sure is better than half the roster that we got. And for y'all to treat Kofi like y'all did, is not disrespectful, it's some bullshit. All I want in the future is for WWE to recognize the talent and not always go by the fact that black people aren't marketable or they can't sell arenas, they can't sell tickets because that's not true. You got guys like Swerve Scott back there on NXT, I expect Swerve to be something other than just a great cruiserweight. From what I see him capable of and what he's done, and you're putting him in one of the biggest companies in the world for wrestling, you better do something with him. Mm -hmm. Leo Rush is there. He's one of the best talents you got. You need to do something with him. He don't have to have the title to be great. We've already proven it. Put them that. in a good feud. Thank you. Uh-huh. You got those Ooh, girls. Like <laughs> I said earlier, with Killer Cross. Both,
2: so. And they can both get over. Do yes.
0: Something. You got Naomi there. Naomi might not. Let's say Naomi don't win in Rediah at Saudi show. Which, more than likely, I don't think she is going to win. Oh, and I hate is. to say that. But yeah. that's just how I feel. I don't think that Naomi's going to win. They're saving her for
1: Mania to win.
0: You got an opportunity to start building rivalries outside that belt. Naomi's there. When Ember gets healthy, whatever show she goes on, put them in quality feuds. Build up your superstars. Stop focusing on their marketability. And if you give them substance, they will work. They will do what they need to to prove that they belong. And most of the time, black people already got a chip on their shoulder. They got complex because they feel like nobody is going to believe that they belong anyway. So they are going to do what needs to be done in order to get themselves to the promised land. All you got to do is trust the process. And believe in them. So from now on, what I want is I want to see more black women in the WWE. WWE. I don't want to just see the the Carmelas and the Beckys, and um, I don't want to just see the Charlottes. I don't always want to see Mandy. I don't always want to see Sonya either. Give me variety. You got to put some dark-skinned girls in there. You got to put some light-skinned girls in there, and they don't all have to be all black. They could be a mix. They could be like me and Yim. You could be... Mix from both two different types of... That's not three, four, whatever you want to do. But mix this shit up. Because having Becky stand up on stage throwing money in the ring... And, and somebody going to have to explain to me what that was. Because all I saw was a clip of her throwing Okay, money. I actually like that. On so the, flow. the
2: thing was... I forgot about Raw. I forgot. I actually liked that. I actually liked her in Charlotte's segment. And that was good for characters... Becky's character development this is why I like Raw a little bit more than SmackDown right now because I feel like they're working on people's character development a little bit more but anyways so Becky because obviously Becky's pissed about Shayna which I'm the MB2 because it's like bitch you bit my neck what, like, what the fuck is that and so she was like she came out with that bag of money and she was like WWE this is whatever an undisclosed amount of money this is my pre I'm going to pay for my fine now because when I see Shayna I'm going to fuck her up basically
0: oh that's That's literally what it
2: was yeah she was just like this is your money because when I see her I'm tearing her up
0: oh okay
2: and I was like okay that's a flex but here's my cash app Fact. give me some of it <laughs> but I did I really I like that because it showed it capitalized and then we can go back but I like that segment because it capitalized obviously how far Becky has the machine she has the money and she's using that money and that at the accolades that she has now to get what she wants because like how she was telling that story about how they were protecting her they're protecting her for Oscar because they weren't sure if they could beat her she could go against Asuka and beat her but she finally did so and there's another thing okay you want the WWEs getting me all this money i'm i'm going to take the money you want you gave me and i'm going to tear this girl up who thinks that she could just show up and do whatever she wants
0: that's cool i don't have no problem with that but yeah. to my point I want to see more and you're going to have to do that From the mere fact that Naomi was able to come back after her hiatus and get the pop that she got Bianca getting the pop that she's getting. They got, they got articles written about them all over the world. And it's not even just about her coming back. One it's a whole bunch of articles. I looked online about Naomi's hair about her hair and they're not bad articles. The articles are like, Naomi comes out natural, WWE doesn't doesn't hold Naomi back. It's just a bunch of articles about her hair. And I'm just like, look, if you want to make sure your company is truly diverse, then make it that way. You need to have a mix of people. And you want to make sure you have a variety of people from Latinas to African-Americans to Asians to everybody. Everybody needs to be included. And we're not just talking about men because when you look at the men's roster, the men's roster is more diverse than the women's roster. Okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all need to start showing all the little girls of all races that they could be a part of this, too. And there's got to be a first time for everything when you look back at the history of WWE, y'all ain't exactly been very inclusive, especially when it comes to the women. So I suggest y'all start opening up these doors and making sure you have a diverse WWE Performance Center class. Stop making it where you get one or two black girls in there. Mix that shit up. Maybe you got it's six girls that's going to be in. Okay. Two black girls, two white girls, two Latinas, two Asian girls. Boom. Everybody happy. Everybody's happy. Then we make it even more diverse. You want to get somebody that's mixed? Fine, mix it up. Do whatever, but stop leaving it so we just see a bunch of white girls on TV. Mhm. Cause we so, want more. We want more, and y'all can give us better than that. Especially when you got shit like what's happening in on the indie scene, where these girls are out here making, it. They are out here doing the damn thing. When you look at one thing, if it's Black History Month fine go to black wrestling alliances instagram he got just about every black person that is in wrestling period on his page you can find out about where everybody is there's a such thing as a pan-african title i didn't even know that shit existed i went on his page and a woman a woman won that title she just won it and she fought the dudes to get it. So more it's more out here than you know. And if you're a wrestling fan, you need to do your due diligence. If WWE isn't offering you what you want to see, then you need to start looking elsewhere and start watching other promotions and expanding your knowledge of wrestling. I'm gonna say this and it's gonna be done. The Bella twins are not necess- They're not white. They're Hispanic women. So it's proof that you can be of a different culture and still exist in this space. So make it happen. And if they're not giving us what we want, then we have to start demanding it. Cause they'll move when that money starts moving. Cause money Thank talks. You. Period. So very true. It's okay. black history months and that's that's all I got. I ain't got no more. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So, we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for the people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. Well, that's all we got. Ain't got no more, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count, the Black History Bonus episode is over, but don't fret, there's always more content coming your way. And like I said earlier, we're going to have a special guest next week. We're going to have Miss Tears of Lynn come in, and she's going to help us recap wrestling, talk some wrestling news, and we'll even throw in a top five episode. So you're not going to want to miss that. So thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we'll see you guys next time.